Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this. More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact. Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents... The Jim Ross Report with WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross and now the man himself, good old JR. Yes, indeed. Hello again, everybody. I've got a big old heaping helping of slobber knocker audio right off the grill. Awaiting y'all. That's Oklahoma talk. Awaiting y'all. That's why uh, some kind of little thing, apostrophe maybe, A-L-L, I think. Maybe not. It doesn't really matter. It's the holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, we have a great show today. If it's not a great show, it's my fault. I'll die on the sword. We have part two of the uh, Bully Ray interview. Uh, and he's going to talk a lot about uh, his time now and doing a great job with, on a really phenomenal show called Busted Open. It's on Channel 93 on Sirius SiriusXM. Uh, and that's a, that is a great wrestling show with a huge audience, great reach. And again, it's an illustration of how popular in wrestling has become. And also, uh, the irascible and comparable James E. Cornette will uh, join me today from uh, his uh, uh, luxurious uh, abode near Louisville uh, in the, uh, the the castle of Cornette. So that should be fun. Always good with Corny here. So again, uh, fun show today. Uh, and I thank you guys for subscribing to our podcast, whether you do it on a Google podcast or Spotify or Apple podcast, tune in stitcher or however the heck you get your, uh, slobber knocker audio. We appreciate you. And we certainly appreciate you also leaving those five-star ratings when you get the opportunity. But right now, kids, here's what's on my mind. A lot of things on my mind this week, folks. And uh, a lot of interesting things are developing, uh, creatively. In the world of pro wrestling, I've seen a lot. Boy, since we talked last, I have consumed a bunch of product. A bunch of product. We'll talk about that here momentarily. But I think the 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 biggest story would have to be uh, the return of the McMahons, uh, Mister McMahon, Vince, uh, Stephanie, her husband Triple H, and uh, brother Shane. They came back on Monday Night Raw. They're gonna they're gonna take over the. Uh, administrative control of these shows on, on their, in their story and their characters and television characters, uh, should be interesting. 
should be interesting. I was a little bit disappointed that there was not more of a shakeup uh, because I had my hopes really sky high and maybe too high, quite frankly, that we would see a major implosion of the flagship brand and it, it would be beginning to be reassembled before they went off the air to some degree. I got uh, what I thought was an entertaining uh, first, albeit maybe long for some people's taste, first segment with the McMahons laying the, the, the lay of the land here, establishing the lay of the land. But then the rest of the show just kind of felt to me like it was uh, business as usual. So I say to myself, and I did Monday night, come on, JR. It's a, you're talking about creative with show business fighting. How can you get too upset with these uh, play fights and you are uh, critiquing it like it was the NFL playoffs? Now, somebody's going to say, well, JR, you know, that's kind of coarse. That's your business. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's not my life. So hopefully it's not yours either. Uh, I thought the information from WWE that they're going to add some new talents. I'm big on Lars Sullivan, the uh, big son of a gun. has got this astonishing look. If he is caretaken and he is, he is brought along with no stone unturned, he needs to be assigned to an agent that can lead him every step of the way and not a different agent every week. He's got it. He, he's the kind of guy that would walk down an airport uh, corridor and everybody would look. If he walked into a restaurant, people are going to look. He draws attention. So he's a head turner. So I'm, I'm high on him. He needs his own guy. He needs his own agent that's going to uh, bring him along with one-on-one care. That's my take on that deal. I'm glad EC3 is getting back on the main roster. Uh, Nikki Cross uh, really has a, a, a unique upside, I think, in the female division. She's very fundamentally sound. Uh, I like the tag team of heavy machinery because they are a throwback to the looks of the old big barrel chested power lifting. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they, they eat steaks and they lift weights. I dig that. That's good. And then I thought when I first saw Lacey Evans, uh, at the first May young classic and I met her and, uh, we did the, the, the interviews with the uh, wrestlers like we would do when I did boxing with Al Bernstein on CBS sports network. Uh, you get to know who they are. Tell me about yourself. Ask questions. Ask follow-ups. Pay attention as a broadcaster. I thought she had everything that was aesthetically and with a great background. You said she's a Marine, for God's sakes. So, you know, for her being going through the performance center and being pushed physically uh, was nothing new for her. So I, I just think that there's a way to get her uh, in the mix and get her over. Uh, but all these brand newbies – have got to get on some sort of roll. That is not one win and two losses. That's not two wins and one loss. That's getting on a roll to where they're, uh, they're, they're setting their foes up in front of them and they're knocking them down. Got to be, it could be competitive, obviously. It could be upsets, obviously. But somewhere along the way, you've got to orchestrate and plan to get these people on a roll so that it allows the audience to have the time to invest emotionally in these individuals and their television personas, more importantly. 
I'm also excited about uh, the fact that uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are coming back soon. Both they're two they're big talents. You don't you, they're out of sight, out of mind, folks. That's unfortunate. Those two are the most talented guys in the wrestling business. They just need to be turned loose. And the creative aspect of Raw, people continue to complain about, the company has got to be willing to break molds and do new things. If you're going to book everybody the same way this week as you did last week and the week before that, I don't know. And you're not. And they're, are they selling tickets by the droves? Are you getting great TV ratings? All the measurables are the measurables where you want them. I think the answer to that probably is no. So I think you've got to change things. You've got to change the quarterback. You've got to change the offense. You've got to change something. Status quo ain't going to get it in that regard. I want to congratulate uh, Mickey James. She passed Trish Stratus uh, 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 and has now competed in more Raws than any other female in WWE history. 25 years. Congratulations to Mickey. Always one of my favorites. So you got a good husband, NWA champ, Nick Aldis, handsome young lad, baby boy. She's got the world by the tail, and I'm happy for her. The uh, annual uh, WWE Tribute to the Troops will air this Thursday uh, on uh, USA Network. Look at your local listings. 9-8 Central is what's listed. Always a great event. So a big week on USA for WWE, something every night. So it's a good place to be tuning in and to set your DVR. A cool event, the uh, tribute to the troops. I think that was JBL's idea. And, you know, he, he's a Texan, so he's working with a few limitations. <laughs> I'm kidding. John's a very smart guy. Uh, but he had the idea. He pitched it. Vince loved it. And uh, one thing, everybody can have their opinions on Vince. Most of you have an opinion on it. They've never met him. I was joined at the hip with him for years and years and years. Uh, it was very uh, educational. I learned a lot. I uh, learned a tremendous amount. But one thing I did learn is that there's not anybody that I've ever worked for who was more of a patriot, who loved their country more than Vince McMahon. On Friday night, I watched on the Fight app, I watched the Ring of Honor final battle. Really enjoyed the show. I thought uh, Ian Riccoboni, who was a guest on our program a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Colt Cabana did uh, a really cool job, solid job, emotional job, uh, sometimes maybe uh, too emotional from the standpoint that you have to find the room to still elevate. And sometimes, especially in the early part of the card, I thought that they might have been so jacked up and juiced up. And what's a, hey, we all been there. I'm not knocking these cats. They did a hell of a job. I enjoyed the show, and largely because of them. But sometimes you gotta you got to leave yourself a place to go. Every call can't be the walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. There's only one walk-off. There's only one bottom of the ninth. That's generally reserved for the main event. Just saying. But a good show. Uh, they're going through a lot of transition at ROH. I, I have no doubt they're going to uh, land on their feet. A lot of, a lot of guys are leaving. Uh, Cody's leaving. Cody Runnels is leaving. And uh, the Young Bucks. You know, you add uh, Hangman Page to that uh, group to make it a a quartet, a uh, pretty heavy hit to lose. But they seem, they, meaning Ring of Honor, seems to have their their feet on the ground again, as I said, and, and they, they, they have a plan, I'm sure. 
if you go back to competitive wrestling and hard-hitting physicality, as they have been known to do, uh, you won't suffer long. Because in that process of, uh, of selling, and I could not- I've noticed there's a lot better selling on Ring of Honor in the last few months than perhaps there was prior to that, just my opinion, uh, you'll be all right. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, what they're getting ready to do. Their, their relationship with the Fight app is really important, F-I-T-E, because uh, it gets you in the, on the pay-per-view homes really, really easy. Gosh, folks, if you don't have the Fight app on your, you know, on your phone, I know what to tell you. It's free. And, you know, you can watch all kinds of stuff. As long as you got Wi-Fi and a smart device, that's all you need. And it's great stuff. Pro wrestling, boxing, MMA, all kinds of all kinds of action, F I T E, the Fight App, and I, and I, they're not even paying me anymore. I, I'm a believer of their brand. You know, I helped launch their brand. My my business relationship ran out, was not renewed, which is fine. Uh, and uh, but I'm still a very big believer of what they do, and they have a great product that uh, all of us fans can enjoy, and afford to enjoy. I saw where Chris Jericho was in Japan last week. Shot a big angle. Uh, to continue the uh, throw another log on the fire with this upcoming match at Wrestle Kingdom with Tetsuya Naito, that should be a hell of a match. Should be a really good match. And uh, you know, Chris, Chris celebrated a birthday not too long ago, and he's, you know, you don't we don't none of us get any younger. So you got to wonder how many more of these massive ma- matches on a main event level. Uh, this one's for the uh, the title, Intercontinental Title. I'm wondering. How many more of those old Chris has got in him? Uh, he's, he's so smart. You know, it's not a matter of what he can do or can't do physically. It's what he can do physically that he can maintain his health because psychologically, nobody will be better than Chris Jericho bell to bell. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of Japan, I, I got this coolest Christmas gift from uh, Roots of Fight this week. Uh, got in the mail, mailman delivered and what the heck is this big box? It was an Andre the Giant tour jacket that was mo- of the ni- early 1980s motif. So uh, if you haven't seen this, the new stuff of Andre, Bret Hart's got merch on there, uh, Ray Mysterio. I'm not sure who are the wrestlers I can't, off the top of my head, but Roots of Fight. Check out their website. You'll really be, uh, if you're a fan of boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling, uh, that's some of the coolest shirts, I swear, that you're going to find. I want to quickly mention uh, condolences to my longtime friend, Bill Fralick. Uh, he was a just a phenomenal football player, one of the most dominant offensive linemen in the history of the NFL. Uh, he was in Atlanta when I was there. Uh, Bill also was, I think, in the Wrestler's Battle Royal, WrestleMania two, maybe, whatever it was. But we became great friends in Atlanta because wrestling. He also was a co-host with me on uh, – for an episode of uh, WCW Saturday Night, uh, we had he wasn't married at that time. Neither was I. You know the rest of the story. Uh, just love the guy. He's a man's man. He reminded me. I told Cowboy Bill watch this the other day. We we're talking about Bill. He reminded me. Did Bill Fralick of Don Leo Jonathan when John Leo was in his thirties or forties? Because I that, uh, the pictures I saw, some footage I've seen. He reminded me of Don Leo and the fact that he was a massive human being that had cat-like agility and abilities. He was much more agile than his size would have indicated. Good dude. I remember sitting one time in a nightclub in Atlanta, 
And he and I and uh, this little this rookie quarterback named Brett Favre were having a, some Crown Royal. And old Brett was hitting it pretty hard. And I don't know if he's trying to keep up with, with the old number 79, Bill Fralick, or what. Well, I know we talked that night about the Freebirds wrestling in Biloxi and all kinds of neat things. And Brett was a big-time wrestling fan growing up in Mississippi. Mid-South all the way, buddy. So finally, uh, he's hitting it hard, and I said, so I said, hey, look, I just got to say this, uh, Brett, you know, as hard as you are trying, you're busting your ass, but you're never going to drink all the Crown Royal in Atlanta. And that's kind of where we left it. Good dude. Two, some fun times. Some fun times. Those guys it makes me think of, I should take more. I should have taken copious notes or a little a journal or a diary. I think a guy would do a journal because it's, it doesn't emasculate you. If you do a diary, it's like a, a girl thing type deal. And, it, and more of us did that with our stories and our lives. My God, we could be spitting out books like, you know, not, there's no tomorrow. Also condolences to uh, Penny Marshall's family. She was so talented. You talk about the women's movement and what the WWE is doing in the wrestling business for women. Penny Marshall did this for Hollywood. You know, she all these movies she directed, she made a, a role for female directors. I mean, she, great movies. A big, The Preacher's Wife, so many more, including my favorite, A League of Their Own. We talked about writing this book about Mildred Burke, called it Millie. And, and doing a movie, and I've I've always envisioned it as something along the lines of a league of their own, ex- except with a pro wrestling uh, background backdrop. So a uh, very bright woman, uh, great basketball fan, and you you gotta love old Laverne because she liked her Pepsi with milk. Don't ask me. I want to congratulate uh, ninety two point three the fan. Cleveland's morning guy, their host, the big dog there, Ken Carman. I saw on Twitter that he and his wife are expecting their third child, and they have found out it will be a boy. Congratulations, Ken Carman. You guys treated me great when I was in Cleveland here a while back, and I'll never forget that. And uh, good luck on the third child. I think maybe it's time to get something clipped. Stop it now. Or you'll be known as not the the top morning guy in Cleveland, you're going to be known as the father of our country, for God's sakes. So, uh, and look, no pressure to name this young man coming to this world anything to do with Jim, James, James William, Billy, uh, Will, or J.R., any of those things. Don't, don't succumb to the pressure of your fandom and your peers. <laughs> Well, one of the biggest and wealthiest clubs in sports, Manchester United. Somebody in Omaha said, what the hell is that? Well, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a football team. Soccer, to you, to you perhaps. Great sport. I'm, I'm becoming a big soccer fan, by the way. I probably will be starting to fall at Fulham. But time will tell. But they fired their coach in Manchester United. And I even learned how to pronounce his name. Jose. Marino, Jose Marino, he gone. Got to win, brother. What did you do for me today? I don't care about yesterday. That's big business. Uh, 
Speaking of uh, the UK, uh, you can buy our books uh, in the UK signed by me from uh, the Kenny McIntosh conglomerate in, uh, on at Inside the Ropes on Twitter, at Inside underscore the Ropes on Twitter, and online. Uh, our books are available at Kenny's uh, uh, website, insidetheropes.co.uk, or to some of you, maybe insidetheropes.co.uk. And they're signed by moi. Check them out. Kenny's still doing a good job over there. I wonder what he's going to do at WrestleMania. I'm sure I'll know sooner than later. We're working our WrestleMania plans. Raphael's doing site surveys this week. We may do multiple events with a collaborative effort with some of the biggest podcasters in the biz. Uh, remember, you know, I, I talked about www.shop.com. I've been on that site for years, and they're some of my products. Uh, we appreciate that so much. Well, they couldn't keep them in stock. So I'm recording this on Wednesday. I looked, looked today right before I went on the air. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, my, the, st- the site has been uh, restocked. It's been refreshed. So if you're looking to try to get something, and I think they got two-day shipping, some kind of two-day shipping package. So uh, check it out, www.shop.com. I'm sure there's a wrestling fan in your family, your life, or just yourself uh, that will want some barbecue sauce or ketchup, mustard, beef jerky, whatever it may be, uh, and seasoning, all good. So uh, check it out if you can, www.shop.com. We appreciate it very much. I'm also getting a lot of uh, cool pics, nice photos you're taking with your camera, cameras, your cell phones at Ingalls Markets. Uh, Ingalls, at Ingalls Advantage on Twitter is their, is their Twitter handle. You know, they're in uh, like six states, over 200 stores. They stock JRs now on their shelves. So if, that's another idea for you. Uh, you know, some of your wrestling people in your, in your family need stocking stuffers or some kind of little wrestling motif uh, gift that's affordable. Uh, you might want to check out Ingalls Markets. They're great stores, and uh, I, I've always enjoyed my trips to uh, to Asheville, to, to headquarters there. There's so many wonderful people that run that place, and it's a family company. It's it's really classy, and I wish we had an Ingalls Market in, in Norman, quite frankly, uh, or anywhere in Oklahoma. So uh, check that out, the Ingalls uh, Supermarkets, and give them some business and, and – uh, Remember that a good portion of the proceeds all go to Headlock on Hunger, uh, the great company that or the foundation and charity that Bill Murdoch has created. As a matter of fact, Bill Murdoch and my daughter uh, Amanda and her husband Dan are going to hook up, uh, I think, next week. My daughter's going to Asheville to spend Christmas. It, can you imagine how beautiful that's going to be? And I applaud her for her individualism. She takes off the old man a little bit. Don't feel obligated. you got to spend every waking moment with your family. I know it sounds bad. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying you, you, you turn the other cheek to your family or you walk away. I'm not saying that at all. But understand that, that if you plan it, there's ways to accomplish all these things. So my daughter and my other daughter will come to Norman and see Dad. and then, But they're also going to be able to do their thing for the holidays. And there's nothing wrong. Good. I'm glad they got a life. So uh, check out Ingles, will you? And uh, if you see my daughter Amanda and Bill Murdoch, I think they're going to go to lunch on Christmas Eve. Say howdy. Take a selfie and send it to me on Twitter. Hey, don't forget I'm going to be uh, working with the Two Man Power Trip. They're at Two Man Power Trip on Twitter. they got a big podcast, Two Man Power Trip podcast. 
they're going to be doing a show at the uh, Meadowlands Convention on uh, Sunday, April 7th. Now, I stutter on that, saying that. That's WrestleMania Day, the morning of WrestleMania at the Meadowlands Plaza Hotel. A big meet and greet, a uh, little fan gathering. It should be really a lot of fun. Give you something to do on Sunday morning. And tickets are available at uh, uh, BP Tickets on Twitter. Here's what I would suggest you do. It's, it's going to be in April, right? WrestleMania morning. Just check out at two-man power trip on Twitter. All the information you're going to need, you can find either there now or ask them, and they'll take care of you. Love to see you. Give you something to do the morning of WrestleMania, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. And we'll have a lot more information on this as time goes on. It's not like it's tomorrow. It's uh, WrestleMania Sunday morning. I got invited again to go back to the Dan Gable Museum in Waterloo, Iowa uh, to attend the George Tragus Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame induction on July 25 through 27. That's always a good time. I just got to figure if I'm going to drive. I've, I've driven there before from Oklahoma up to Iowa or fly. Got to figure that out. Uh, but I know that the all-access passes are available for only $100 through the end of the year. Uh, that's a hell of a deal. All access. You can go to everything. And I'm going to be emceeing the banquet on uh, Saturday night. It's kind of the big finale. Uh, there will be wrestling matches on Friday night. There'll be We'll be evaluating some talent on uh, Friday. So it's always a good time there in uh, in Iowa at the Gable Museum. Uh, Iowa, Waterloo is a wrestling city. It's a mecca. And uh, Kyle Klingman and his crew do a great job there. If you haven't gone to it, folks, you got time to plan for it now. It's July, so come on, uh, get involved, help build, help build and rebuild, as it were, our business. Contribute with your passion and your presence. Bring a friend, will you? And if you want more information, they're, they're on Twitter at Wrestling Museum. You can call them on the phone three one nine two three three zero seven four five. By the way, Mike Mooneyham's book, uh, Mid-Atlantic Memories, is 50% off uh, at uh, com. Mike's a brilliant author. Uh, and check out the site. You might find some other stuff you really like there at .com. Uh Last Minute Holiday Gifts, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com. My buddy Ryan Barkin, his wonderful crack staff, will take care of you as best they possibly can. Uh, they got a great selection of JR's tees. It sizes up to 5X. So uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. We appreciate your business there. Uh, I mentioned last week that Access TV is going to be airing a 10-hour Kenny Omegathon on uh, Friday, December 28th at 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. And it's uh, some great content, some new content uh, with Kenny. And, of course, the crew there at Access TV, uh, you know, uh, just do a phenomenal job. Adam Swift, uh, Danny Zach, uh, Amy Tran, and others. I'm probably leaving out. I don't hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, well, they did a ter terrific job, and they acquired some new material that they actually produced. So, uh, and I know these uh, this special have the th trilogy of Omega and Okada, and uh, it's right there in the same breath of. Flair and Steamboat from 89, the three that they had. Promise you. If you haven't seen these yet, I uh, hope, you, you, hope you'll enjoy the call. 
because we try to call it with an athletic presentation and without a lot of silliness. And we try to talk about things that you're actually seeing on your screen and not an enormous amount of backstory during pivotal moments of a athletic contest. You follow? Uh, being sports, uh, that's the home of MLW. MLW.com is the, is the website. They're doing a big marathon on beginning Wednesday, New Year's Eve, 6 a.m. Eastern. Another good way to catch up with their product. So uh, check those guys out. They're, uh, they're growing. You know, Courtney Bauer's uh, trying to herd the chickens. Doing a pretty good job, it seems like. So check that out uh, uh, on being sports, MLW. And MLW.com will give you all the information. That's where you get your info there. Uh, I want to close here real quickly with, I said I liked uh, the, the, thought the show on Friday night, the Ring of Honor, was great. I really enjoyed it. Really did enjoy it. I thought, uh, I, I didn't mention this, but I thought uh, Bubba Dudley, who's going to be on the show today, part two of his interview with me, conversation of, of last week, uh, was phenomenal. He understood his role, and he executed perfectly. And he made the kid that beat him, or said he beat him, uh, just uh, got a great rub. Real good stuff. So uh, I thought it was a real strong show. I really did. I think Chase Lethal and Cody had a great match. I enjoyed that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Marty Skrull, who's going to be residing there, seemingly staying there as a home base. And that's a good get for Ring of Honor. It really is. So, uh, and, of course, the Bucks and those cats on the, on the ladders, it was a pretty phenomenal TLC type situation. I liked it. Had a lot. Of, I enjoyed it. Fight half again. Sitting in my chair, watching on my Apple TV. It's great. Uh, Sunday, I checked out the TLC. I can. I'm going to summarize this. It was about. A, it seemed like somebody said they had a five hour taping. For God's sakes, I could not do that. I'm just too old. I you can't. I gotta be. I got to think about what you, what you can do entertaining entertainment wise to keep me hooked to some degree of, of relevance to a five hour product. I can't, I'm sorry, but uh, I did say, I did enjoy Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles had a hell of a match. Great wrestling match, logical finish. They told a story. They paced it. Well, they did not do more than I could process. And what they did seemed to be very logical. So good job by Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. And, of course, this this takes away from that glowing summary I just gave, but why wouldn't they be great? They're two of the best in the world, and they delivered. So my hat's off to them. I thought that uh, the uh, triple threat TLC matchup, Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Charlotte uh, for the SmackDown women's title was very uh, amazing. Very sensational. It was uh, more than I dreamed it would be. And I love the fact that Asuka came out of that whole uh, car wreck as the champion. I mentioned this several weeks ago. Where did Asuka go? Why is Asuka not being utilized? You can't get somebody that ready for WrestleMania and then have that kind of delivery at WrestleMania when she wrestled Charlotte and then then forget about it. What are we thinking? He spent all that time and money and energy in quote unquote getting her over, then it flattens out. Then you got to start back over. 
And maybe that's what they wanted to do, WWE. Hell, I don't know. But bottom line is, Asuka is a very marketable talent, no matter her gender. And remarkable talents that have box office appeal are few and far between. And when you find one, you want to covet it. I thought Ronda Rousey showed, again, great improvement. uh, And her game is stepping up. She tried some new things. Heard that before here? Are you willing to try a few new things that you can actually execute well that you worked on before you got on TV? She did a great job. And and Nia Jax can't be relegated. She didn't count. She counted. She what? No, this wasn't some acapella gimmick. Rousey's getting better. Nia Jax is probably underrated, and she's another killer. She she could be the killer heel if she's booked that way. And that doesn't mean she has to win every match, but she's got to look strong, strong more often than not. And I thought that Ambrose and Rollins were put into a tough spot. They followed Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Good luck with that. And they didn't even close the show. So when he got out there and they started having a wrestling match that resembled some of the techniques and tendencies of the AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan match, it didn't fit. A blood feud, hatred, anger, personal issues, families imploding should not be cause for a catch-as-catch-can wrestling classic. Wrong presentation. Wrong place. Wrong time. As far as Monday Night Raw is concerned, the biggest thing that came out of that to me was uh, the McMahons came back, and I think that's a good move. They got star power. They're established stars. And there's a lot more questions that remain than, than there are answers on what they're going to be doing exactly in the upcoming months and weeks in the authority figure role. Uh, I, I saw between Sunday and Monday, I saw all of Baron Corbin that I need to see for a while. Uh, and I, I, I think he's got a really significant upside. But I have no idea what the concept was and how he was booked on Sunday and Monday. Uh, I, I, it's a disconnect for me, and I'm sorry. I'm not knocking the kid. I like his upside. He's long, strong, athletic. Uh, but I, I didn't understand how why he was booked the way he was. I thought they were going to turn him babyface. I thought people were going to start feeling sorry for the son of a gun because he kept getting, you know, mauled by multiple people. In any event, uh, his match on Money with Kurt Angle was solid. Enjoyed it. But, boy, after that, uh, I felt a little dis- disconnected. I really did on Monday. And I know it's not easy, folks. It really created it's not easy. I've been there. Been there, done that. It ain't easy. I'm a big fan of SmackDown. I think it's the better of the two shows, uh, in my view, more often than not. I'm not so sure that was the case this week. It seemed to be a little bit un- disjointed, and uh, it didn't resonate with me as the shows have in in the past several weeks, many weeks. Uh, but I... I I don't know. Maybe I kept thinking that there's going to be more change because of the promotion leading into Vince coming back on Monday night. 
So I, I maybe that's my whole issue here, just that my expectations were unfairly too high. I just thought there'd be more. So what I've tried to put myself to position, you might, I suggest you may do the same. It's up to you. Give them time. Let's see what happens in a, in a few weeks. And if there's no more, if there's no significant change or philosophical uh, directional changes, then have at it. Do what you want to do. But uh, I think you've got to give these new talents a chance to come in and quote-unquote get over. Remember, they're not going to get over unless they get some momentum. You can't get momentum losing every week or losing every third week or losing every fourth week. You've got to get me, hook me, make me think you're a player. And uh, so all those things evolving, how they, how they come together. And, of course, everything right now is you would think that WrestleMania's card is booked, at least the top, the top part of it. And that everything you do creatively between now and uh, end of March is toward WrestleMania, the planning, the whole nine yards. So uh, it's a crucial time to be introducing new talent because you feel pretty confident that there'll be talents, number one, released and brought up after WrestleMania. I don't think that's a stretch. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. But in any event, I thought SmackDown had a, a pedestrian night. And, uh, because my thoughts are, as I mentioned, my unfair, apparently, uh, expectations of change. And I've got to be more patient. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. And for right now, kids, that's what's on my mind. This episode is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. NHTSA is working hard to change habits and save lives during the holiday season. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. I really appreciate you guys being with us here this week and every week, quite frankly, uh, as we bring our broadcast to you from the mighty Westwood One. And uh, part two of the mighty conversation I had with Bully Ray Dudley. Is it just Bully Ray? Can it just be what I like it to be? And Bubba Ray, those damn Dudleys. Uh, another topic for another time. But we had a great, great feedback on the first part of my interview a conversation more specifically uh, with Bully. And, you know, we're going to talk to him again here in this part two coming up momentarily. And we've covered a lot of things. Uh, his WWE 
experience in leaving WWE and subsequent return, as a matter of fact. Uh, want to talk more about the busted open radio experience. Great show, 9 to noon, Monday through Friday, Sirius XM, Channel 93. Uh, you know, uh, Bubba and Devon got a, two wrestling schools, Team 3D Academy. We'll talk about that. And I, I'm curious to find out who his star pupils, he would consider to be his star pupils. All that and more, here you go, part two with Bully Ray. When you thought about this reinvention, and that's one of the things, one of my bitches about uh, a lot of the talents nowadays, you know, you know, watch Raw Monday night. I watch it every week. I consume a lot of wrestling. You know, Jan gone, and I got complete control of the television. Not that she was ever stopping me watching wrestling, but <laughs> I watch a lot of wrestling. And so I'm finding that guys have found their comfort zone. A lot of the guys, my theory in WWE is that they are making more money than they've ever made. Uh, they don't want to look. They don't want to shake. They don't want to rattle the cage. They don't want to draw any attention to themselves. So they're happy to play the role of a pro wrestler or what they perceive a pro wrestler is supposed to be, because they want to protect that big money. Although, if they realized, if they reinvented themselves like you did with Bully Ray, fifty-one fifty on Twitter, uh, they would have the opportunity to move up the card and touch the gold, the big gold on the top of the card. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense, and I got to witness it firsthand when me and Devon went back to the WWE about uh, two years ago. You know, when we had left in 2005, um, we went out to TNA and New Japan and All Japan and every company out there, and I had heard stories coming out of the WWE from wrestlers firsthand or scuttlebutt or rumors that... The guys just couldn't get over. The guys and gals just couldn't get themselves over. And I always wondered to myself, how is this possible? Because back when me and Devon were there, if you went out there and you got over, you forced the hand of creative. Creative would listen to the response and say, damn, we got something here. Let's run with this, which is exactly what happened with me and Devon. But for the longest time, I heard people say, we can't get over, we can't get over. And, and I eventually looked at the, the guys and the gals, and I said, but maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's your fault you couldn't get over. But then when me and Devon went back in like 2015, I saw how the climate had changed in the WWE. And I believe that a lot of the talent there are handcuffed, and they're either not allowed to get over on their own, or they're afraid to get over on their own. Um, you know, they, they say about grabbing the brass ring, but JR, you tell me, is the brass ring really attainable or is the black cloud of fear that is always over the heads of the wrestlers too much of a constant? I think the latter, it seems like to me, the, there's a brass ring there if you're willing to take a chance. How much time are you with your schedule on the radio? Because I know you're on the radio, what, three days a week? Four. Two, two, four days a week, really? Yeah, four wow. days a week. Okay. So uh, Mark Henry is on when you're not on. And then, of course, the, 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 the straw that stirs that drink is Dale Greca. He's on every day. And you guys just do. I, I enjoy the show a lot. You know, I find myself, I'll get preoccupied in the morning, Bully, and I will think of, I'll, I'll get sidetracked. But I've always got the replay in my corner. I've always got the replay to go go to. Go to and you guys do a terrific job. And I'm wondering when people say, well, is wrestling business healthy? I said this before. It may sound crazy. One of the 
best illustrations of how how healthy the wrestling business is is busted open. Correct. One that's six hours a day on this monster uh, 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 of a network. Six hours Monday through Friday, and then you guys get some shots on the weekend too. Some best of things. I think it's doing the business a great service, and you guys should be commended. And people should listen to the show uh, on uh, on Sirius XM Channel 93. So congratulations on that. It's just getting better and better, too. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, JR. Um, I thoroughly enjoy uh, being on Busted Open. I always put Dave LaGreca and Doug Mortman, the original creators of the show, over. You know, this was their baby and this was their vision 10 years ago. And now to have the show on five days a week, morning drive across the entire United States. You know, I kind of compare it to, um, I guess, uh, like Shannon Sharp and... uh, um, who's this un- undisputed or uh, or first take when you have the you know the Skip, analyst and the Skip super- Bayless? Yep, Skip Bayless and yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. When you have the analyst and the super fan and the professional who's been on the field or in the ring, and I think that's the great dynamic you get with myself and Lagreca or Lagreca and Mark Henry or Lagreca and Tommy, and I think we all bring our interesting personalities to the table. And I know for myself, I like to bring wrestling fans in closer and help them to understand and appreciate pro wrestling better. Because I feel that there's just entirely too much negativity, you know, especially on the old Twitter machine. People just constantly burying everything they see as opposed to just sitting back and allowing themselves to be entertained. Now, I don't have a problem with... If you hate something, voicing your opinion afterwards. But too many people are bashing things before they even happened. Right. It's like going to the movie and assuming it's going to suck before it even you know starts playing. Well, if you assume it's going to suck, it's probably going to suck. You got and you got to remember it is sports entertainment or an entertaining sport. Either way, the word entertainment is you know in there. So I try to help people to understand it better, bring them behind the curtain a little bit, understand the process and how they can appreciate it a little bit more. And I try to be ultra fair, Jr. I have yeah. I at the end of the day, I have zero reason to bury any of the companies that I ever worked for because I have been extremely blessed. From the day I stepped foot into ECW until right now with Ring of Honor, I've worked in great companies. I was in ECW in its heyday. I was in WWE during the Attitude Era in its heyday. I was with TNA in its heyday when we were doing monster numbers and they gave me the opportunity to be Bully Ray. And I'm with Ring of Honor months before they're about to run Madison Square Garden. Why would I ever go on the radio and crap on anybody? Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. That's a class way of doing it. Too many of our brethren don't take the high road often enough. It's almost, it's almost as if they enjoy uh, the, the, the shitty view and the bad journey. Their GPS needs to be adjusted because why, why go there? Hey, I, on this show, I am notorious for hitting. I do a thing early in the show called uh, 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 This Week in Wrestling, or not This Week in Wrestling, but where I'll, I'll plug all everybody's events. Uh, whatever that was called. Uh, so it's, it's something that we do every week. It's what we should do. Why wouldn't we want to keep the business as healthy as possible and not be egomaniacal jerks? Well, if it's not about me, it's not important. That's, that's wrong, man. That's just wrong. 
JR, you've been around longer than I have. Uh, the words fear and negativity somehow have followed this industry around for far too long. And I think the negativity, uh, especially would say just people taking shots at each other, you know, people in the wrestling business, they seem, you know, it's all it, it's become about likes and retweets and how many people will follow <laughs> me if I bury this product or if I bury this wrestler. You know, I, if I'm going to bury a wrestler, I don't do it on social media. I do it to their face in a locker room. There's no reason to, you know, if I have an opinion on somebody, I will go on social media in a very, in a, in a, in a very respectful way, try to give my opinion. But yes, I do agree. Too many guys burying their, you know, their fellow wrestlers out there. Not about, it's not about them, so it doesn't matter. And that's a, that's a very weak, weak excuse. Uh, how much time are you able to spend at your schools, and 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 who who's there to to oversee things when you're doing your thing and Devon's doing his thing? Well, me and Devon own two wrestling schools. We have the Team 3D Academy in Kissimmee, Florida, and we have the Team 3D Academy in Danbury, Connecticut. Devon oversees the day-to-day operations at the Kissimmee, Florida location, and we have Billy Gunn training talent down there. And if anybody knows Billy Gunn, I mean, 55 years old, he looks absolutely phenomenal, uh, yeah. under, understands the wrestling business just about better as, as well as anybody does. Uh, a quality trainer who uh, was training lots of up-and-comers at the Performance Center, and we're lucky to have him at the Kissimmee location. And then at the Danbury, uh, Connecticut location, I oversee everything there, and I have Tommy Dreamer um, helping me out. And me and Tommy have a great working relationship. Tommy works with me over at the Academy in Danbury, and I work with him on House of Hardcore. Cool. That's what, so that's what, that's what should be done. He helps you, you help him, both of you win. And you both like you, even though I love your humor uh, uh, with him and he with you, it's organic, it's real, and it's good, it's good spirited. What the hell? Who cares? It's great. It's good. Listen, uh, I'll never forget uh, on September 23rd, 1995, showing up to a show in Middletown, New York, and Dreamer was there, and we had worked on the Northeast Independence for the Savoldis, and I, uh, I showed up to an ECW show, and I said, hey, uh, will you talk to the boss for me? Will you put in a word? And he went to Heyman, and uh, and Heyman gave me a shot that night. So in many ways, Tommy was you know responsible for getting me my first opportunity. We've become you know best of friends in the wrestling business, and and we know that we're stronger as a unit, and that's why we help each other. And in turn, we try to help anybody that comes through our doors. Jr. There are a lot of wrestlers right now that are going through rough times that me and Tommy are trying to help out, and I'm. I'm not going to name names, but we do it on the side because we know how rough this business can be on a lot of guys and gals, and we want to help them and not hold them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, bravo for that. Hey, if if somebody out there is listening to my to the Slobberknocker audio vehicle I'm driving, uh, how do they get more information on your schools? Well, we have the Team3dAcademy.com, and then okay. most of the interaction goes on on our Facebook page at you know Team3D Academy of Professional Wrestling, or they can hit me up on the old Twitter machine. We have a Team3D Academy Twitter page, and you know my Bully Ray 5150 Twitter page. There's various ways, or you can call the schools directly. Um, proud, proud to say, JR, we're going on 12 years. That's students, awesome, man. students from all over the world, many, many opportunities, many guys and gals that have made it, 
Do you have a star people? You have one that has done really well that not necessarily to overachieve, but is there one star that would be the at the head of the class right now? I think the guys that I put the most stock into and I'm most proud of are uh, Pate and Tafita, uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, God in New Japan, who I'm sure you're very familiar yeah. with. Yeah. Um, those are me and, uh, me and Devon students. And I'll never forget the day that Haku walked into the school and said, please train my sons. Now, we, along with Haku, trained, uh, you know, his sons, all three of his sons. And that, to me, was a big deal because all of, you know, Haku has so much respect for him and what he's done in the industry. And, you know, probably the toughest son of a bitch that has ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring. To have him come and ask us, um, you know, to do that for him and help train them with him was a big deal. So those are three of my most prized possessions Jesse Jesse Brink, the first ever female referee in WWE who worked at this past WrestleMania. She's another one that we're proud of. But um, at the end of the day, we're truly proud of all of our students. Of course, yeah. It's like saying, who's your favorite kid? I can tell you this. Uh, both those uh, lads of Hakus in, the, in that uh, Gorillas of Destiny team are really uh, exceptional athletes. And when they are on top of their game, because – People say, what's he mean by that? Well, here's, here's, a, here's a scoop for you, folks. Everybody can't be on top of their game every minute of every match because you, you're not robots. You, 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 you can still give great effort. Sometimes it's just one of those nights. I've had, ton, I've had two men to, re, to recall where I didn't get my shit together, and I'm, I, can't, I can't talk, for God's sake. So <laughs> they're good kids. They're good kids, and I, didn't, I, I thought I remembered you guys training them, but, boy, I enjoy their stuff, and the, and this year, especially the second half of this year in New Japan, uh, they really turned it up. They really came into their own, as they say, and so they're, they're good kids. In any event, I have a lot of respect for you, and I'm really glad you're still out there kicking ass and trying to keep the business moving along uh, in a in an old school, fundamentally sound way. And uh, you know, if you what's Jr. want wool tights and black and white, but you know, no, I just want it to be. Don't take my mind out of the moment. And when I see some things guys do, especially when it comes to selling, and they don't sell a major bump they just took on their damn poor old body, I'm thinking, what are you doing? What the hell's wrong with you? You not realize what what you just took me out of the moment? I don't. I don't need to see. I don't. You got to wrap it up your sleeve. I don't need to see that anymore. I'm done. I'm done with you. Next. You so. know something, Jr. You brought up the word selling, and and one of the things that I believe is missing in pro wrestling these days is what happens right before selling. And that's the art of registering. I yeah. believe we've taken registering and thrown it right out the door. It's gone. The, the registering is so important. Registering is the acknowledgement of the impact, the acknowledgement of the pain. And we don't see guys register on their face anymore. That's where the stories are told. You know, Vince McMahon will tell you, you know, th- this is where this is where we make our money. And, you know, remember the, the, the video Madonna Vogue right here? This yeah, is where yeah. we make our money. You make your money with your face. Sell with your face. Register with your face. Make me love you. Make me hate you with your face. I told guys a million times, do you see, you see anything I could do better? I said, yeah, sell. You don't sell looking down at the canvas. There's not a camera down there. I can't see your face. If I can't see your face on the monitor, I can't tell your story. I have to see your face. And then when I get now when I see it, give me something. 
not a blank look of what am I, what's my next spot. I can't remember my my uh, structured match. You shouldn't be having to remember spots anyway. You should feel spots and do them. But I appreciate you. I love you, buddy. You're one of my guys uh, from the old days, sign the old days. And it's amazing to see what a lot of you guys have done with your lives and how you're stable financially and you're, you're somewhat sane. It's, uh, it's a real blessing for me to interact with these guys like you. So uh, keep up the good work, buddy. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, like, like always, just let me know. I appreciate you, JR. Thank you very much for uh, having me on again. And I love you too, buddy. Okay, thanks, Bubba. Always good to talk to that Hall of Famer, Bully Ray. Follow him on Twitter, at BullyRay5150. Listen to him uh, multiple days a week on Sirius XM Channel 93 on Busted Open with my buddy Dave LaGreca. Alex Metz, the uh, producer there. Good folks, man. They're, re- they're wrestling fans, everybody. If you want to talk wrestling, you want to hear wrestling, experience it, you can do it five days a week on that network. It kind of shows you where the wrestling business is, in my, at least in my eyes. But, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, to get a global radio show, audio show, uh, about solely about pro wrestling would have been unheard of. So my hat's off to those guys. And uh, my hat's off to you if you've listened to what I've been talking about sleeping. You know, when I was younger, man, you know, this man had this theory, you know, JR, uh, sleep is our enemy. Okay, I bought into it. I bought into a lot of things he told me. And and for the better, quite frankly, many times. But that wasn't one of them. Sleep is not our enemy. And we all need a good night's sleep. So if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, and many of us are, you know, I I finally got you know, I've I've finally got my sleep life in order. And with me having Bell's palsy and sleep apnea, all, my sleeping has got to be kind of handled, and it's and I'm now I'm happy because it's under it's under control, and you got to get purple mattress. I'm just telling you, and you want me to say, well, Jr. You know, sell this and sell that. How is purple mattress different from other mattresses? Well, uh, it's going to feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by a rocket scientist, smart, smart dude. Uh, and it's, it's not like the memory foam that you may be used to. The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really, really comfortable. And it's uh, breathable. So here's what that means. What do you mean what's a, a mattress is breathable? It means it sleeps cool. That is so important. It sleeps cool. Now, Purple Mattress backs up everything they say with an amazing guarantee. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It is backed by a 10-year warranty. You do get free shipping and returns, and you get free in-home setup and old mattress removal. It's a no-brainer. Every base is covered. So you're going to love this purple. Love the purple, baby. Right now, in addition to all the free gifts, purple is uh, offering site-wide. Our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. All you got to do is text 
JR to 474747. The only way to get the free pillow is to text JR to 474747. In case you missed it, that's JR to 474747. And remember that message and data rates may apply. I'm really excited that many of you are uh, gifting our book, Slobberknocker, My Life in Wrestling. Uh, and I appreciate that. And I've got some really cool uh, tweets at JRSBBQ, that's where I am on Twitter, uh, from some folks that have found they had the hardcover, but they were motivated to buy the audio version of the book to hear me read it. And uh, I, it was a, that was a very moving experience, to say the very least, quite frankly. I'm being very, very serious about that. Uh, so Amazon.com has our book, and they can ship them out quickly. You might even be able to still get it by the Christmas uh, giving season or gifting season. But we appreciate you checking that out uh, at Amazon. They do a great job for us and around the globe. And it's time now for the Slobber Knocker of the Week. Kind of a melancholy week for me because some of our uh, – You'll see. I, I just there's some moving things here that kind of touched me a little bit more than some should. I I mentioned my friend Bill Fralick uh, passing away last Thursday, December thirteenth, at his Atlanta home. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, he and his girlfriend at the time, and my wife Jan and I. And Jan, I think we weren't even married then. I don't think. No, we weren't. She was my girlfriend too. Uh, she Bill's a, is a from Pittsburgh, Penn Hills. Was a three time All American at Pitt. A third pick in a draft for the Falcons. Uh, hell, he, he was the first offensive lineman to ever finish in the top 10 in the Heisman Trophy battling. So, uh, and he did it twice, 83 and 84. Four-time pro bowler, all the great stuff. And part of the NFL's all-decade team for the 80s. And, yeah, he's the one that he and I were drinking the Crown Royal with Brett Favre and said, Brett, you're not going to be able to drink all the Crown Royal in Atlanta because we're trying, but we ain't got it done either. Bill's a great guy. He got in the insurance business, had a plan after football. He had plan B and, uh, very successful. And I, I just, uh, so sad to hear him go. He was such a, he's, he reminded me of John Wayne or I mentioned earlier, he's like a Don Leo Jonathan. He's a mountain of a man. You just can't imagine him being that sick to take his life. I'm sure sad about that deal. Uh, another nominee, I don't know who nominated this, Mr. Producer Ted or Raphael, Brian Kelly, named AP Coach of the Year. His second win, I'm told. I don't care. Uh, you're telling me that Lincoln Riley comes back after losing a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, a three-year starter at quarterback, and uh, losing his number one running back in the first or second game of the season in Rodney Anderson. And he takes the Sooners down to the final four, and he don't get a smell. He's not in. Really? Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, congratulations to uh, Brian Kelly for – I know we got a lot of Notre Dame fans listening to our show. My friend Sean Pendergrass, the radio guru, sports radio guru in Houston, is a Notre Dame grad. Uh, so congratulations. I'll be nice. And uh, Kelly does join Nick Saban and TCU's Gary Patterson – as the only two-time winners of this award. So uh, congratulations. I think my guy should have won it, but that's just me. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, 
Dean Ambrose has got to go on my list. Looks, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins can't can't affect where they were placed in the in the batting order at TLC. They had to follow AJ and Daniel Bryant, and somebody gave them the wrong direction. That they will just do. Let's just do. Let's have a wrestling match. So you're going to follow this other wrestling match almost identically. Not good. And with the all the build and the ang- angst and the anger and the personal issue at, at stake. You don't expect them to have a fundamentally sound catch-as-catch-can pro wrestling match. That's not Ambrose and Rollins' fault. They're following orders. So, uh, but Ambrose has made his way back. He's come back from injury. He's rebuilt his body. He looks good. He overmarried. Of course, I'm just kidding. Dean Ambrose married to Renee Young. And I hope that unlike many wrestling romances and marriages, this one lasts. They're both good people. So Dean had a good week. Uh, I came very close into picking uh, uh, Drake Winslow. You say, who the hell is Drake Winslow? It's not a good wrestling name, right? Drake Winslow is three years old. Little Drake Winslow sang the national anthem earlier this week at the Syracuse women's basketball game versus Niagara in the spacious carrier dome. And the little man came through with flying colors. So if anybody listening to this knows Drake Winslow, if you can, on my behalf, give him an attaboy. Because he 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 uh, he did a great job and uh, just had no fear. you got to love it. I came very close also in the awarding the Sovereign Rock of the Week Award to my late wife's favorite, Stevie Nicks, she's going into the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the class of 2019. And it says here she was a mystic poet. Hmm. I like that. Uh, of course, remember the Fleetwood Mac, she got inducted in 1998 with a group. Now she's going in as a single. I was looking around my house the other day, and I came across these two letterbox uh, frames of two beautiful dresses. And then I noticed that they are... Uh, then I had a picture of Stevie Nicks wearing the same dress. It was the same dress. So my wife invested in two Stevie Nicks stage-worn uh, uh, ensembles, and they're, 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 they're amazing. Handmade, you know, it's just really cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but nonetheless, I, I, I always, when I see her on TV, I think of Jan, and I stop and watch. Nothing wrong with that. You know, the other day, I, I feel like I was losing my mind a little bit here. I'm digressing for a second. I caught myself uh, one day this week when the sun was actually shining. It wasn't raining. Looking in the looking in the clouds, and I swear I thought I saw my wife. And I was straight. I wasn't drunk or nothing. Sober as a judge, or is that even applicable anymore? Sober as a judge. I don't know if that even that's good. Sober as a professional politician. That surely sure as sure that wouldn't work. So anyway, uh, Stevie Nicks is one of those connections. Her music, her look. So, why don't you like to date Oki? Hmm. But this week's uh, Slavonocker of the Week goes to uh, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Hellacious match. She laid her business in. She was physical. She's passionate. She believed in what she was doing, or at least she made me believe that. Did you see that? Well, did you hear that? Uh... 
so she was she had a great match on Sunday, and, and but she looked she wasn't by herself. You know, Becky and 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 Charlotte there, uh, just awesome. And I, uh, I don't know where she's going to be at WrestleMania, but I hope that she's not just a uh, a forwarding step to get other women to WrestleMania. And I uh, listened to Bubba Dudley and Dave LaGreca talk about this the other day on Busted Open. And, you know, I, I said that all along, I said weeks ago that the main event WrestleMania could very easily be a three-way between Rousey, Becky, and Charlotte. That's before uh, the WWE rediscovered Oscar. So now I'm thinking, what do you do now? So, you know, I don't I'm – I'm a – proponent of a single match for whoever these women are so it could be rousey and becky i love that it could be rousey and uh and charlotte but bet your ass rousey is going to be in the equation and it may close the show at wrestlemania uh in about three months so but my point is in this stammering is that oscar should not be forgotten she's money she is a money ball player, and there is no oversaturation of such, especially on the men's side and even on the women's side. But the thing about the women right now have these, the hotter stars than do the men in WWE, at least in my opinion. So congratulations to Asuka uh, for uh, winning the uh, women's, the women's uh, first-ever TLC match. Uh, it was a classic. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And uh, she's also the first Japanese lady to ever win a WWE title. Should not go unnoticed. So congratulations, Asuka, and, and keep laying it in. No pet raccoons are overdosing here. Ten board. Son of a bitch! Well, 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 guess what time it is? Pet Coon Goofy of Wartime, kids. Yes, indeedy. Uh, we've had... Uh, some interesting uh, candidates across our radar for this award. Kind of a slow week, actually, for people making an ass of themselves or embarrassing themselves or just doing dumb things. You know, you can stand here and talk about uh, SNL's Pete Davidson. I'm not going to talk about the dude t- too heavy because he apparently has some mental health issues. That's nothing to joke about. Uh, I think that instead of talking about suicidal tendencies, if he isn't, he needs to get help and not cut promos and draw attention to himself in that regard. But I, for, for the, I, I'm certainly going to be with the guy that's going to say, hey, Pete, get better. Get some help. And don't worry about what others say about you. you gotta, you got to get over this thing, man, and that's going to take some help and some time and maybe a step away from the public eye. Consider that and take care of yourself. Uh the uh, creators of the uh, hugely popular game Fortnite being sued by Alfonso Riverio for claiming copyright infringement for not seeking permission to use the highly recognizable signature dance that uh, Alfonso created as Carlton Banks on the 1990 show The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ironically, after that comes out, you find that TMZ discovers that where they – Alfonso got on their on their air years ago and said that he stole the idea from uh I think it was Eddie Murphy and uh some oh uh 
She's married. She was married to David Arquette, uh, Courtney Cox. So that kind of fell in the face of a lawsuit. And of course, this lawyer who's looking for a payday for himself and for Alfonso uh, didn't get any favors done by that that declaration. But they'll come up with a an out. Well, he didn't mean it that way. So what way did he mean it? And what the hell are we? It, this is all over HLN. I'm a big fan of HLN, the Morning Express with the lovely Robin Mead, the equally wonderful uh, Jen Westhoven, the old Steeler himself, Heinz Ward. All those cats, great show. They covered that damn thing like a blanket, like it was a, a the Trump the, something that had been discovered about Trump's hair. Speaking of his hair, I want to talk to Cornette about that sometime. He didn't like he didn't like Cornette and Trump don't get along. Uh, Cornette does not like the president. I'm not nearly that strong in the, my feelings in that regard, but I will say that the Donald's hair is getting a little bit spooky this one is a classic example of ridiculousness from professional politicians in 1974 guys the state of new york's ban on nunchucks was put in place over fears that the youth inspired by martial arts movies would create widespread mayhem of course it would and finally, that was ruled unconstitutional Tuesday by a federal court. Can you believe putting this much time in getting a law written, presented, and passed, and now rescinded to reverse it? How much time has have we wasted on this deal? Are you kidding me? We're banning nunchucks because of the influence we think that these martial arts movies may play? It makes no sense. This stopped my pain. That's why I very seldom will ever endorse, unless I get to know them, and I really believe in them, any professional politician. I don't like their normal agendas. Case closed. And also the NFL can't get, they'll get by this Pet Coon Goofy segment without mentioning them and their drug testing uh, uh, program. You know, a guy that gets drug tested, you know, seven times in 11 weeks, and they still call them random drug tests. That's insulting my intelligence. If a, if a player has, you have that much suspicion on a player for smoking weed, uh, then once you get them some help or work with a union or do something other than this, you know, masquerade and this, you know, uh, stealth way of uh, examining these matters. And you, and you harass a guy by testing him seven times in 10, 10 or 11, 12 weeks or it was, uh, and then the Colts, Darius Leonard, just had a hell of a game. After the game, he had, to wait, he had to stay an hour and a half after the game was over. Everybody had left to do his drug test. And he'd been doing them. He, 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 they're hammering with him. So that some of these guys are having big games are getting drug tested right there on the site. And so it's not really random. If you have a big game, you're going to get drug tested. Seems like. Just makes no, no continuity there. There's no... There's no uh, you know, there's no clarity, and, and, and there's and there's nothing transparent. It's always a always a mystery, always this and that. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I like the drug. I'm going to keep the game clean. Uh, over-focusing on marijuana in the NFL ain't my idea of a big danger, big risk here. But uh, nonetheless, I'm assuming that's going to be rescinded or addressed, 
relieved to some degree as time goes on. But the winner of the Pet Coon Goofy Award this week, ladies and gentlemen, is a fan on Twitter going by the name of Cal Worthington, who asked me on Twitter, at JRSBBQ, if Roman Reigns' leukemia diagnosis was a storyline. Was it phony? Is it fake? And, of course, most people didn't know that uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Joe, did not, he didn't publicize the fact that he had, he's been battling for over a decade. Some things should be kept private, including one's health, if that's what you choose to do. But, Cal, I felt bad for you because you got piled on by the Twitterverse, but it really was a silly question. So, Cal, in all due respect, sir, you're this week's winner of the Petcoon Goofy Award. Because you are one lousy son of a bitch. Oh, no! I kind of dig this part of the show, this uh, this week in the wrestling business. You know, you say, what could we call it? This week in the territories, uh, this week in WWE, this week in something else. But it's basically, it's this week in the wrestling business. We start 45 years ago on the December 21st, 1973. That was the year before I got in the wrestling business, by the way. Uh, in the hotbed in the southeast, uh-uh, the uh, hotbed, the Atlanta Memorial Auditorium is uh, on fire as Black Angus takes on Bearcat Wright. And, yes, I'm Gordon Sully uh, with Luthez, who meets Luke Graham. Uh-uh. Another gin, please, for the dancer. Uh, hell of a card here. In the main event, Ron Fuller defeated Cowboy Bill Watts, who was the booker to earn the NWA Georgia Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I saw here Bobby Shane was uh, teaming with Gorgeous George Jr. to defeat the team of Bullet Bob Armstrong and Robert Fuller and to win the NWA Georgia Tag Team titles. Uh, so, interesting card. Mr. Wrestling 2, Tim Woods, who was Mr. Wrestling 1 on the card. Seriously, uh, Luthez on the card against Luke Graham. Uh, and uh, Interesting. Bearcat Wright. No, Bearcat Brown. Bearcat Brown was against Black Angus. So uh, that was in Atlanta 45 years ago. The big cowboy did the honors for very talented Ron Fuller. 40 years ago in Mid-South Wrestling, down there in the Superdome in New Orleans, where the alligators grow so mean, they lived a girl, I swear to the world, would make the alligators look tame. Her name was Poke Saddle Annie, kids. And we'll be back for part two of that in a couple of years. Uh, Superdome extravaganza. It was headlined by a tournament. Maybe my love for tournaments came through Watts. I don't know. Just Tournaments are real. They have them in all other sports and a lot of other com- competitive in, in, in entities. I like tournaments. This is for the uh, vacant U.S. tag titles. And uh, Jerry Stubbs, very unrated guy. Mr. Olympia at one time, under the mask, defeated the assassin number one to mid the woods to win the Mid South Louisiana title, and the assassin number one was uh, Joe Hamilton. I've always thought that Joe Hamilton and Tom Ernesto, the original assassins, were as good as it gets. And if you go back on YouTube or on WWE Network and can find some of their promos, magic, magic. They didn't raise their voice. They looked right at the camera. Their eyes are penetrating. And he thought as a little kid like I did, 
they're talking to you. It's scary. So uh, Ron Bass defeated Carl Cox to win the Mid-South Brass Knuckles title. Do you think there's any juice in that one? A little bit of blood. Ernie Ladd defeated Ray Candy via forfeit to win the Mid-South North American title. I don't remember the story about that off the top of my head. But the main event of the team of Andre the Giant and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, defeated the team of Ernie Ladd and Stan Hansen. How about that final? Andre and Dusty, Ernie and Stan Hansen. And by the way, just add a little cherry on the old Sunday, a little sauce on the ribs. The great Danny Hodge was the special guest referee. Moving on to 2000, 18 years ago, December 22nd, 2000, uh, we were in the McKenzie Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Monday Night Raw, a big night for the Hardy Boys. They beat Benoit and Malenko. Hell of a match. And then we started this uh, insanity involving the hardcore title. Uh, you know, four guys had could be hardcore champion, you know, 15 times. And, then, and, the, and the title may change hands innumerous times on one episode of television. It was a cute idea, but then it got so not cute. And then it just uh, faded away because it had no usefulness. We killed our own gimmick. Uh, Another big night for the tag team of Grandmaster Sexay. Grandmaster Sexay. God bless him. And Scotty Tuhati defeated Albert and Test. So, uh, and this is a good sixth man. I remember the sixth man. Christian Edge and Kurt Angle against the Dudleys and Chris Jericho. Nice stuff. And, of course, the main event was The Rock defeating The Undertaker by disqualification. Uh, we take the uh, Christmas Eve edition of Monday Night Raw 17 years ago on uh, December the 21st, 2001 in Miami. Another Raw. Uh, the Rock had a really cool Night Before Christmas in-ring promo. Uh, McMahon was backstage at a Christmas party featuring Patterson and Briscoe dressed as elves. Buddy the Elf ain't got nothing on Pat Patterson. Please! Bubba Dudley dressed as Santa Claus and Reindeer Strippers. That was on the show. Uh, Ric Flair had a, had a Christmas party that featured Tajiri as Santa. <laughs> oh, God. Insanity. It's absurd. Now, I did like this. Tori Wilson was Santa's little helper. Uh... I can't say what I'm thinking. Uh, so, uh, and then, by the way, Tory later on defeated Stacey Keeler in an eggnog match right out of the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs came the eggnog match. The only thing that made it worse is that it was, if it was soiled or spoiled eggnog. Oh, we could make them gag and then cut wind. Uh, and then this was a big, this was a huge buildup, at least for 30 minutes. Tajiri defeated Bubba Dudley in a Santa versus Santa match. Whew. And the main event, Chris Jericho retained the WWF undisputed title, defeating Kurt Angle and The Rock in a triple threat match. And finally, uh, 15 years ago, December 20th, Camp Victory in Baghdad, Iraq. It was WWE's first ever tribute to the troops. What a what a moment! I was so proud to be 
a small, small part of that. I think I'd do some commentary or some matches or something. I never got to go on the trip. Never made the traveling team. Uh, so the first ever tribute to the troops was uh, taped. It aired on Christmas Day of 03. And uh, the APA defeated the world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Rikishi was there. He defeated Rhino. Eddie Guerrero defeated Chris Benoit. Wow. I'd like to see that one. I did see it. I called it. I'd like to see it again. Tori Wilson defeated Don Marie and Sable in a Santa's Little Helper contest. Can you imagine the reaction? If you didn't see it, you should check it out. The reaction those ladies got at Camp Victory in, in Iraq was amazing. And why not? The main event, John Cena defeated the Big Show with a special appearance by Stone Cold Steve Austin following the main event. And by the way, Austin, Cena, and Big Show with stunners in the finale. Great, great. That was a great night for WWE. Started a tradition that I really believe is undervalued by the casual fan. More fans had rather just bitch about the creative in segment three of Monday Night Raw or segment seven of SmackDown or whatever it may be. Uh, instead of maybe focusing on some of these things like the effort it took to do all these uh, tribute to the troop shows. Amazing undertaking. And I met guys on the road, soldiers, in my travels that said, uh, that thanked me for being a part of the WWE that brought them this event. And they were there live. How much it meant to them to be there live and get a little slice of home, a little wrestling, live wrestling right before our very eyes. It's a very proud moment, and WWE should be commended for that. And they, and that will air uh, their tribute to troops this year. is going to air on Thursday night, so check it out on the USA Network. And you know it's birthday time, right? You, you, got, you can hear. You know what's going on. I got the cake. I take the cake. Uh, birthdays this week. Uh, Wednesday. That's recording that today. Uh, one of a great friend, and gosh, he he left me so left us all too early. The late great Reggie White. Would have been only 57. Uh, but Reggie passed away. And, you know, Reggie had uh, the first guy I met that had sleep apnea. And he had a CPAP machine on his, on his night, in, you know, the night table, nightstand, or you call it. So I asked uh, his wife, Sarah, as we were walking through the show around the house, said, What is that, Sarah? I thought it was like a, some kind of radio or something. So that's uh, Reggie's uh, CPAP machine that he never uses. And then she commenced to tell me about what sleep, sleep apnea was, and their husband had a very severe case of it, but he felt that he, he, looked, he was emasculating himself by wearing that mask. And, of course, Reggie died. The old deal about sleep apnea is disguised this way. Uh, Reggie White, NFL Hall of Famer, dies peaceably in his sleep. What the hell? When you can't breathe and you're gagging and you're trying to get air in your, in your body, you, and you create a heart attack. They ain't no damn peaceable about that to me, man. I, I got sleep apnea in a worse way. I stopped breathing over 60 times in an hour on my sleep test. I'm afraid to take naps on airplanes until I bought myself a little travel uh, CPAP machine. But things like that just uh, jumps up. You try to bring some good out of it. But I love Reggie. He was a, what a, what a fine man. He had fun in the, uh, did some little WWE, WWE stuff, WrestleMania appearance and stuff. Good dude. And, man, was he the ultimate pass rusher. Ugh. Also uh, today, Wednesday, uh, 
Eric Watts, the son of Cowboy Bill Watts, is 51. I find that astonishing. You know, I don't know this kid since he was uh, in grade school. Now he's 51, for God's sakes. What's that say for me? Well, it, uh, it says that you're a little old bastard. You're just a little bit old. You come down the dungeon sometimes, and I'll make a, an older man out of you or not. Uh, Thursday, the original drummer for Kiss, the Catman, Peter Chris, 73. The creator of Law & Order, Dick Wolf, turning 72. Man, since they put that back on, uh, put that on USA and other Ion television, I am I am consuming major major uh, hours of time binge watching uh, Law and Order SV, SVU. But I will be honest and very transparent: if Mariska Hargaday was not on that show, I probably wouldn't watch it as intently. If you know what I'm saying. The current trainer, New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the trainers anyway, Super Strong Machine sixty two. The man known as the Hammer in the USC, former heavyweight champion Mark Coleman is 54. And uh, the former general manager of ECW, <laughs> Armando Estrada, is 40. Now, I would have thought he'd have been older than that. So he was a young bucket when he made his WWE pass through, the drive by, whatever you want to call it. Talented guy, too, by the way. Armando. Happy birthday, Armando. 40 years old. On Friday, two-time Academy Award winner Jane Fonda will be 81. Hmm. Uh, I met Jane Fonda in the elevator at the CNN Center with Ted. Ted Turner, her husband at the time. And I know Ted was at a loss for words. He couldn't figure out. He couldn't find my name in his memory. So I got introduced to Jane as this one of my this one of our best people. Jane, he's my wrestling guy. And I love my wrestling guy. He patted me on the back. And I, I wish I had, one of those little, I had one of those little stickers, you know. Hi, my name is Jim Ross. I'd have turned it around so he could, you know, give me, give me, a, give me a real introduction. I don't think – I think Jane was somewhat nonplussed anyway. I don't think Jane was a big wrestling fan. She might have been. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, how good is he, man? 70 years old on Friday. Samuel L. Boy. I got a uh, I got a signed uh, Big Mac or no, McDonald's uh, Royale cheese container autographed by Samuel L. Jackson, um, John Travolta, and Uma Thurman. Gotta love Uma, uh, but he's seventy years old on Friday. What an actor, man! God dang, strong. Former NWA Mid-Atlantic heavyweight champion, the late outlaw Ron Bass, would have been 70 on Friday. Former WCW World Tag Team champion, the Patriot Dale Wilkes, one of the great football players ever at South Carolina University. He's 57 on Friday. Two-time WWE tag champion, one half of the Colognes, Primo Cologne, 36. He's still got a lot of shelf life in his middle body of his, I'm thinking. Those Cologne kids are talented, all of them, quite frankly. I guess in her DNA. On Saturday, uh, former WWE Raw Tag Team Champion with Carl Anderson. These guys are awful proud of their abs, ain't they? Uh, Luke Gallows is 35. I'm just being envious and cutty, snarky. Uh, good team. Underutilized? Yep. But what tag team in WWE isn't underutilized? What tag team in WWE actually means box office? 
if you figure that out, uh, text me or, or send me an email uh, at Report at gmail.com. I want the answer. On Sunday, the birthdays continue with four-time IWGP heavyweight champion, the great Muta will be 56. Well, what a good-looking kid he was. Every woman that worked in the WCW 12th floor there in the CNN Center always wanted to come move around when uh, Kenji Muda was in the building. A handsome guy. And we even talked about, you know, I, I told you the story, just sure, about him thinking about making him a baby face. And the the, uh, the guys on the, the baby faces on the booking committee didn't think it was a good idea because they might lose their spot. And really, it's not about the company, is it? No. Is it about the fans? No, not really. It's about me. So, uh, and Gary Hart didn't like that idea either because Muda was his his guy. And then you didn't have managers for baby faces. In any event, 56 years old, Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, is uh, 55 on Sunday. Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder, 54. Former WWE Cruiserweight champion Jamie Noble. Jamie, by God, Noble. He's from West Virginia, you know. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about the cousin jokes now. Nothing else. All good. We're not going there. But Jamie's a valuable member of the WWE team. Uh, so he's, he's made a career. Uh, he's a lifer, it looks, like, looks to me like. So I'm happy for him and his family. 42 years old. He's a young buck. Uh, on Monday, Christmas Eve, uh, the founder of the World Association of Wrestling, father of SmackDown Live's page, Ricky Knight, will be 65, host of American Idol and co-host of Live with Kelly and Ryan, Ryan Seacrest, has more money than Ben Gump, is 44, and uh, NXT superstar Cassius Ono, 39, very underrated talent is Cassius Ono for my money. And on Christmas Day, we wish these folks a happy birthday. Uh, the great Jimmy Buffett, the leader of the Parrot Heads, is 72, still on the road, still touring, still traveling, still working. Got to love it. And finally, on Christmas Day, celebrating his birthday, the soon-to-be new United States champion, the Bulgarian brute, Rusev. 34. So he'll be celebrating Rusev Day on Christmas Day and his 34th birthday. How about that? So happy birthday to all you folks that are alive and could hear this, the sound of my voice. Uh, and I wish you a very happy birthday. And come on over, drop on by, because OJR's got the cake. You've got mail. Well, it's mailbag time, and uh, I kind of dig this section of the show because you get to hear from what people think what's on their mind and it's not just about kissing OJR's you know ample buttocks I do enjoy hearing what's on your mind and and, uh, and producer Ted loves getting these emails as do I and you can email us at thejimrossreport at gmail.com this from Patrick McConnell dear Jim I have always been a fan of your work I truly appreciate everything that you have done for us wrestling fans I'm 33, so I wasn't old enough to watch Mid-South when it originally aired, but because of the WWE Network, I have discovered it and love it. I love seeing the same people in the stands every week, week in, week out. <laughs> well, they were there. You could dynamite them out of those seats. 
Any memories that you would like to share about Reeser Bowden or Boyd Pierce? Well, Reeser Bowden was the booth announcer. Uh, you know, we'll be back with more in one moment. Or tonight the news is brought to you by... Reeser was that guy, that voice for KTBS Channel 3 in Shreveport. Uh, and I remember the, his, one of his classic lines was, he, they did an interview with him, and one of the heels got on him pretty good, and Reeser was not used to that. And so when the guy... When we, when we cut, we got the, the shot in and went to black. I remember Reeser telling me, he said, well, that was really good. He left me looking like a plate full of piss. <laughs> okay. A plate full of piss. Not too edifying. And our and Boyd Pierce, of course, uh, you want to know where Boyd Pierce got his suits. He had them all made. You think he, you're not going to go to Dillard's and buy those off the rack or Walmart or someplace. They're all... They're all unique, man. That was Boyd. It is colorful and unique were Boyd Pierce's suits. Colorful and unique was Boyd Pierce's personality. He was a big time guy and a good guy. And uh, he established himself really big time in Texas and the Mid South area, too. From Kenneth Lilback in Texas Greetings from Texas, JR. Your podcasts have been entertaining and enlightening. And I thoroughly enjoy them. Has there ever been a moment, either off camera or on camera, where a fan interaction or something a wrestler did to rib a fellow superstar that just made you lose it or make a normally serious wrestler break character? Well, most of these, uh, some of these moments uh, have something to do at times with uh, bodily odor, i.e. flatulence. And wrestlers that have a lot of gas find ways to, to keep that to themselves until they get the, their opponent in a compromising position before they blow them up. That happens. I had a lady at a live show, a live Raw one night that took her top off that wanted me to sign her breast uh, during a live, live show. And uh, I didn't get a chance to fulfill that request, but things like that happen. You roll with it, man. It's part of the journey. I love it. I love those moments unpredictability again the jim ross report at gmail.com so i can get a hold of us from matthew confer mr ross first of all i would like to say i'm sorry about jan and i hope that you're doing well i am and thank you being from and living in pittsburgh it definitely hit home how precious life is i pray for you often very nice of you matthew appreciate that my question is in regards to tony shivani i believe mr shivani and yourself were the best ever and I was wondering if you could get him on your podcast as well as try to get Vince to bring Tony in as a producer or something like that. Uh, well, here's the thing, Matthew. Uh, can I get Tony Schiavone on our show? Absolutely. No doubt about it. And we will. Producer Ted will write that down right now. And he'll remind me. And I don't know that Tony wants to go to WWE. I don't, he's never talked to me about it. He's about as involved in wrestling as he's going to get right now. Uh, with all those shows, the Conrad Thompson, Connie, my, my, you know, Tony lost those cheeks. And I think Conrad found them. I said, hey, that's, I'm, I'm with Conrad. I'm in Conrad's camp on that deal. Tony looks great. Lost all his weight. And remember, it may be something to do with the blue chew. I'm not sure. Maybe not. So uh, I don't know that Tony wants to get involved in that loop. He's got a great gig. He's doing things he likes. Uh, and I'm happy for him. He's a good friend. Always will be. From Bob Heinmark, enjoy your podcast. 
What is your favorite memory from the Minnesota, North Dakota area? Well, my favorite memory from the South Dakota area is recruiting Brock Lesnar. That was a great get for us. Thanks to Jerry Briscoe and his pugnacious approach. Uh, Minnesota, it was, I could tell you that one of my most vivid memories of Minnesota was uh, Ventura was a referee. He was a sitting governor. Uh, so he had a lot of uh, spotlight on him, which you know the governor loved. And uh, that was the night that at that at that event that we invited Brock to come along and, and watch the proceedings. And that's the first time Vince ever laid eyes on Brock Lesnar. And he made a U-turn and went directly to him because Vince saw exactly what Jerry Briscoe and I saw. This kid is special. Have we ever seen anything quite like him in the last generation or two? The answer to that is no. So that's, that's a memory from Minnesota for sure. Uh, and from Steve Bush's iPhone, hi, Jim, with the booking of Elias versus Leo Rush on Monday and Daniel Bryant versus Mustafa Ali on Tuesday this past week, do you think the WWE is heading in the right direction when it comes to properly displaying 205 live talent on the main roster, as you have suggested? Well, it's a step in the right direction, Steve. Uh, is it going to get somebody over the top? I don't know. I know that if WWE doesn't do things like getting some of these 205 dudes on the main shows, they'll always be considered as preliminary guys. No stars are going to be made in a mass appeal way, in a mainstream way, on 205 Live that they that 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 they could have and they could make on Raw or SmackDown. I believe that 205 Live representatives should be on Raw or SmackDown pretty much every week and let the world see how great these young men are. But boy, when you're on that you're on a you're on a online digital show, as good as that stuff is on you know the 205 Live show is, it's very good. Uh, it's just it, you can't find your audience sometimes. And the audience that you find is just not uh, large enough to to accomplish your, what you're trying to accomplish. So I think it's a step in the right direction, Steve. Uh, but you know they're not going to be they're not going to get quote unquote get over just on two hundred five live. It's not going to happen. And remember, you can uh, email Ted and me at uh, the Jim Ross Report at gmail dot com. You got guests you'd like to have on the show questions you'd like to make uh you'd have to ask topics for discussion anything uh hit us the jim ross report at gmail.com well this man can be described in many ways my old friend jim Cornette is joining us these the lip of louisville the louisville lip corny how are you buddy can you use that language on this program of how I can be described in those many ways? I'm not Somewhere sure you can use those words on, on Westwood One. Uh, they they may be banned in several uh, con- countries around the world as well. Well, uh, I have I know people there. Uh, I know Tim Savian. That's all that matters. I'll tell you more later. Uh, how are you? Uh, are you preparing well for the holidays? I am, uh, well, as a matter of fact, it, of course, is the tail end. We'll just get this right out of the way early. It's the Please tail do. end of the, 
incredibly wildly popular merchandise sale at jimcornette.com. Cornette's Collectibles, another record year. And, of course, you may not get it by Christmas if, you, if you've if you waited till now, but I don't know why you would have because people have been literally just knocking my socks off for three months at jimcornette.com. A variety of collectibles, action figures, books, DVDs, uh, photos. And, as a matter of fact, I do have to plug this, and there is some holiday tie-in and it's not just purely uh, uh, business uh i just had the midnight express 35th anniversary reunion the first one of the tour we're undergoing next year but with bobby eaton and dennis condry at the nashville comic con and it's first time that either one of us had seen dennis uh since his recent epic victory over throat cancer yeah uh and he's in great shape and he's 230 something pounds and wow. had a ball and has passed all his tests completely cancer free but we did sign some extra pictures and those are available under 8 by 10s at uh jimcornet.com click on collectibles and $5 from every photo goes to the American Cancer Society in honor of Dennis's victory, so I got to put awesome. that out there, and it was great to see him again. And he asked about you also. How good? He I heard you had that. broken your face. <laughs> yeah, like Becky Lynch from uh, that potato from uh, <laughs> Nia Jack. Uh, but I did. A, mine was a cause. Uh, I think I may have been overserved. Well, let's just don't start that rumor. But I, that could have been involved in this equation, where I missed. Every, I, somebody said, "Did you miss a step?" No, I missed every step. All seven of them. Well, and once, I, once you miss the first one, then the rest of them go by so quickly. Oh, God. It was horrible. So anyway, uh, well, cool. Uh, I love those guys, and you guys are just – look, I say this all the time on the show. If, if you're looking for – you, you want to give me a tag team that I can have one tag team in my territory, uh, my pretend territory, I would pick the Midnight Express because I get you part of the deal. And you get two guys that can absolutely work with anybody and make it passable. And with the good teams, they can make it spectacular. So I love those guys. Now, you guys are – I was just reading earlier today about the records we set in 83 and 84 for Cowboy. And uh, I just thought it was funny. It reminds me of that story you and I kid about where he drove his uh, Rolls Royce into the back of the arena in Tulsa. <laughs> in Tulsa. Yeah. And then everybody was fighting outside the ring, and I was about to about to drizzle in my pants because Cowboys uh, Rolls Royce was in danger. The car was in jeopardy, folks. I I was running directly toward it, and and bottles, rocks, brick sticks, pots, pans, and tin cans were flying through the air just shortly behind me. And I <laughs> I, I I felt your first loyalty, and and I understand because I was right. not signing Jim Ross's paycheck at that point. The owner <laughs> no. of the Rolls Royce in question was. So I understand your lo- first loyalty may have been to the hood of the of the car, but it was like, get away from the car, get away from the car. <laughs> well, uh, we had a, that would have been a catastrophe, but it would not have been nearly as big a catastrophe uh, as to telling Cowboy uh, about your car. <laughs> yeah, right. you know Tulsa was a great place. I actually, I the. It's 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 of course now entered wrestling lore that my tennis racket often had a sh- uh, horseshoe in it uh, in I've those days. That. I've heard that. And actually, I still have that that horseshoe. And every time it's in my toiletry bag. Every time I take a trip, it's with me after thirty, uh, well, thirty five years this coming April because 
I got it in Tulsa. I considered it a lucky horseshoe because I saw something coming when I was standing in the middle of the ring. I saw something coming at me from the the bleachers, from the cheap seats in the assembly center. And you know how big mm-hmm. that was? Yeah. And if what, as it got a little closer, I said, I think that's a real horseshoe. And I ducked and it missed <laughs> me. And I picked it up and put it in my jacket pocket. And I've had it ever since. It's and my brother, good luck Mid-South Wrestling horseshoe. If that horseshoe could talk. <laughs> oh, it, it, it would be under a non-disclosure agreement. Yes, in, I guarantee indeed. you. Indeed. Hey, um, we're talking about. Uh, I was talking about Christmas. Do you do you go out and do your shopping? You like go to a mall or or your little local stores that you like to frequent, or are you an online shopping person? I don't buy anybody anything, Jr. I, well, I don't get anyone presents. That's going to answer that question. Next topic, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along here in my presentation. So much for my friend's uh, respect for the holidays, for God's sakes. You got to buy your well, wife you know, something. But, but now, you got to buy your wife something. I used to. Well, she's gotten things all year. We've done like $65,000 worth of improvements on the property this year. She got a little bit of everything. But okay. Um, but no, I used to have this quaint holiday tree. It was a big deal. To, I'm sure you remember because you got a bunch of them. I used to send christmas cards a physical christmas card and not just a bland old like the come 50 in a box but the the individual ones funny christmas cards that you could tell i picked out one at a time Mm -hmm. and and tried to tailor the card to an individual and his particular sense of humor and i would said 250 300 of them i was my giant uh, address book you know that i would go through and it would take me literally a couple of days to do all my christmas cards every year and that was a big thing for me. Until even in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I still did it. Even when I was just twenty four seven, I was just working, had no spare time. But then, when you think about it now, all the people that you know, how many of them do you actually have their physical mailing address anymore? Not many. Everybody in my address book is dead. That yes, I have yes. their physical address, and sometimes they don't even have phones. They just have the email thing, you know. And so it's it, it's gotten so impersonal the the fun and then you can't find and the cards are six dollars a piece, yeah. the, the the greeting card industry in America is raping us akin to any other big pharmaceutical company now because it's it's five six dollars send somebody a card and you you might as well give them the five dollars they'd be happier. Yeah, I agree. Yes, yeah, so I I bought those I went that down that aisle last week for my children and my granddaughters and so forth. And uh, I don't think I ever paid that much total for cards, and I did that day. You're right. There, there's five, six dollars a pop, and 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 I, and they all say they're all ambiguous. Uh, they're all uncreative. You know, uh, the the uh, the blue skies speak your eyes, and I just took a shit. You know, I don't know. <laughs> the moon in June yeah. looks good on a spoon with you. <laughs> I whatever. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on that deal. So all right. So. You don't waste you don't waste your time as you perceive it to go out and fight the crowds in the parking places, get stressed out, and you can't find what oh, you God, want. Oh God, no! No, and and actually, in in all honesty, there are a few people that I do purchase, and sometimes it's gift cards now because then you can just give them and they can get anything, right? Yeah. But the thought of me under normal circumstances on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock, deader than Kelsey's nuts, not in the holiday season, I won't go to the mall. I can't go to the mall. It's too much social interaction. It's too big. It's too varied. I need to get in and get out. Same thing with Walmart. I can't go in there. 
Brother, one side of the store to the other, I don't know what I'm looking at. I want a place where you can just buy Kleenex. Not 75,000 different varieties of Kleenex. Not toothpaste for every individual person's race, creed, and color tooth or, or gum or whatever. 47,000 varieties. I want toothpaste and Kleenex. I like to get in a little store, do a little shop, and get out quick. Now, my yeah. Kroger meat guy, he knows me. He's he's very he's very attentive to my needs and he knows what I like. So thus but I far, like to get in and get out. So thus far we we know that uh, the malls are out and Corny is no vegan. He's a well, red that, meat that's guy. yes, yes. Not that's that there's good. anything wrong with that, but actually, really, I don't understand how life could be worth living. If, but nevertheless, I get back to this. Uh, I, I wanted to get back to something that you, you hit mentioned a minute ago regarding uh, the Midnight Express. Uh, 2019 soiree across America or wherever it may be. What 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 is the game plan? What are you guys going to do? Um, actually, it, it just started coming together because uh, it, Dennis did not let a lot of people know that he had been sick, and it it has been a, about a four year procedure from start to finish, where from you know till the time that he's nipped up and. And at the same time, uh, the guy who runs the Nashville Comic Con had said, hey, I'm having my 20th anniversary comic convention. Um, would you and the Midnight Express like to come down? And so I did not tell him what was going on with Dennis's health, but I asked Dennis about it. And he said, you know, I, basically it was time for him to, to get back out and see people. And he was ready to, to come out and enjoy himself again. So when we booked that first one, then people heard, wait a minute, well, they're, they're back because nobody had seen Dennis in a few years, and only a few of us knew what was going on. So people started calling, and then we realized it's, it's the 35th anniversary. It was in actually in November of, of this year mm-hmm. that Bobby and Dennis and I first came down and started teaming up in, in Mid-South Wrestling. Uh, next year is the 35th anniversary of 1984, which was our big year there in Mid-South. and. All right. Stan uh, is retired from everything now. After retiring from wrestling, he got into the boat racing uh, announcing and television production and got out of that, too. He's retired from about three different careers. So he has a little more spare time. So basically in a limited limited way, we're going to some of our old haunts. We're going to be in West Virginia, at Madison, West Virginia, for All-Star Wrestling on April 13th. That's right outside of Charleston. Uh, we're going to be in Richmond, Virginia in May for the TMPT 3Con, which is uh, going to be centered around our reunion. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, the Fanboy Expo in July, and then the big gathering Fan Fest reunion in Charlotte in August, and visit all of our uh, our old haunts. Great. That's a great idea. And, T-shirt, uh, I guess the T-shirts will be flowing and pictures and... And uh, everybody will feel good about being there. And the, and, I, and for Dennis and Bobby and you two to a lesser degree, because you're still, a, you know, a, an aggressive entrepreneur, it's great for their self-esteem. They're going to find out how much they are loved by these fans who I guarantee will tune or if they're if it's publicized and somebody, the promoter's not trying to sell goods out of an empty wagon, this damn thing could be very successful. Well, it's great also because, especially with Dennis, I mean, Stan knows how to use things and doesn't really care. Bobby is still around a number of people in the wrestling industry. Dennis, especially as he's been undergoing his treatments, he doesn't Twitter. He doesn't tweet at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, if you 
if people think I'm anti-technology and harsh on Twitter, he would he would his head would explode if he saw Twitter. And his wife Teresa does his emailing for him because he does, you know. So at any rate, he has been genuinely shocked to find out that the resurgence. He knew that you know the fans. We've been to the Charlotte reunions and the old Mid Atlantic fans and everything. But the resurgence of popularity in not only the Midnight Express but in 80s wrestling in general because of the network and YouTube and the different ways of the DVDs people can see this now. He's been astonished at the 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 breadth of the younger fans and the just the amount of people that that came out and that have been talking about him since this first event that we did just a couple weeks ago and just the fact that some of these people weren't even born when he was on national television so it, yeah. it really has been great yeah good I, I i'm very happy you guys are doing that i think it's gonna be good and i'm sure the fans as they should now have it bookmarked uh the jim Cornette is it it's jim Cornette.com. it certainly jim, is jim Cornette.com. and now on that, not only can you get these great uh, gift ideas for any occasion, not just Christmas, for any occasion, but I'm sure there's going to be some date, the dates, a schedule where you can see these guys. Oh, absolutely. So check all that out, folks. So this is going to be a, a pretty cool deal, I think. Uh, and I'd love to, I, I hope that I'm somewhere. I might be booked on some of those deals. How you know, who books you on those, Corny? Who did you say that? Uh, uh, oh, it, my, you, my agent. You haven't met my agent, Swifty Flanagan. Okay, I met no. him. I was up there one time in New York several years ago in the garment district, and there was this taxi strike, and I was walking down the street, and he was working out of a phone booth on the corner. <laughs> and we struck up a conversation, and he's got me a, a bunch of good deals. Uh, and as a matter of fact, when I was doing that, you know, the live Jim Cornette experience, which I still do on occasion, but uh, right. he got me a tour of, of the Northeast. We did uh, uh, Guido's Black and Blue Room, uh, uh, Nunzio's <laughs> Knuckle Room, yeah, and uh, I believe the and, and also it was the uh, the Broken Lamb Bar and Grill. Yes, exactly. All very notable places to say the least. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a, a cool deal. I really do. I think it's going to be a good deal for everybody. Hey, I saw a uh, couple, of, two or three topical things. Just want to get your take on. Uh, uh, and it's not Donald Trump because I know you're taking him. You know the only thing. I, you know the only if you follow uh, the Jim Cornette, the Jim Cornette on Twitter, which is I find to be very entertaining, whether I agree or I don't agree. The thing about Twitter, folks, it's not the new Bible. It's not the new Declaration of Independence. It's a social media thing that lets one express their opinions. And if you're interested in that person's opinion or take, then you you follow them. If you're not, you don't follow them. It's that simple. Uh, but I, I found this in my studies of our, of our, of our, uh, you know, head honcho, his hair is getting completely out of control. Something's going way, on. Way, here. way, way far out of control. Way out of control. There's something, there's something amiss with the Donald's hair. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'd love, well, I want to say get to the bottom of it, but I might not want to know what's at the bottom of it. But bottom line, folks, keep around this man's hair. There's something afoot. Uh, well, I think the, the here's the thing is he has to grow it long and comb it over to cover up the 666 that is on his scalp. <laughs> because if, if the wind caught it and we were able to see that, that would that would be another warning a minute of the many warning signs. That would yeah. be another one. <laughs> so that's you uh, at the Jim Cornette, you'll get if you love the President Trump and all he stands for, you, you will probably have your ire 
raised. No, no, no. If, 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 if that's the case, then please, I encourage you to listen to my wildly popular podcast that we do every week, the Jim Cornette Experience on Thursdays and Corny's Drive-Thru on Mondays, where I do answer viewer questions. Yeah, uh, we do. That's the viewer mail show, so it's up to the audience. But, uh, yeah. but especially on the experience, I will let everyone know exactly what my views are on a variety of things and and those are available wherever you steal your favorite podcasts right i'm i'm told that it's 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 worldwide now well uh it should be it's entertaining as hell like i said <laughs> you're gonna you, there's no geneva with corny there's no switzerland here you get there's no straddling the fence the only thing that's straddling the fence is good for is to to, to irritate your nuts that's it there's that's the only reason but I wanted to ask you about a couple of three topical things. At least uh, I haven't talked to you since this. Uh, you did a that NWA set was it NWA seventy? Yes, yes, sir. Seventy you did, you years. Did, you did color on that, right? On that on the pay per view part of that or something? Well, yeah, actually, well, I hope it was color. It, some people may have thought it was just black and white, but I hope <laughs> no, it was. It was very well received. Uh, the NWA had their 70th anniversary in Nashville, Tennessee, back in October on the 21st, actually. Uh, my mother's birthday, and uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett handled the local promotion at the historic Nashville Fairgrounds. He was also the liaison with Fight TV, and of course, the NWA and and Billy Corgan uh, has spearheaded that and its resurgence over the last year or two. Uh, they provided the talent, and and the NWA title, the rematch between Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis, was the the feature match, and. With all those things, uh, uh, when they called me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it in my history with the NWA, I said, I said yes, and I'm glad I did. I, I'm glad that I did because it was a fun event. There were on the broadcast. Oh, imagine this uh, with internet broadcasting. Some audio issues no. that were corrected for the later replays. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like that's going to happen until they put men on Neptune. Uh, but uh, all in all, it, it was it, it was a one match show in that the people came to see that main event, and they've done a wonderful job of bringing the NWA World Championship back into prominence and it being defended in multiple promotions across multiple countries. And I think they've actually probably uh, gotten a couple of the naysayers, including me at first. I'm like, well, what are they going to do? And and it's a complete it's. It's a completely different approach they've taken with the NWA. Instead of trying to sign up a bunch of member promoters that might not be ready to be members, uh-huh. uh, they have concentrated instead on making the history of the NWA and the fact that at one point or another for 70 years, every great wrestler in the business either held or aspired to hold the NWA championship. And they've concentrated on that, and then it can cross multiple promotions and platforms be a little stronger. So... Anyway, it was fun. It was a fun show. Who did they the couldn't play, have got anybody did, else in there with Vaseline. Who did the play-by-play? Was that, you had like a, a multiple-man booth? Uh, yeah. Well, no, a, a young man named Joe Galley, who does a lot of the NWA broadcast now and has done uh, uh, championship wrestling out of Hollywood, I believe, and some other programs. Uh, he was the, the play-by-play voice, and then we were joined mm. for the main event by our, our old comrade, Tony Schiavone, who I said, hey, you oh, can't perfect. join us for the whole show. And he said, well, I'd signed a contract. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he was being allowed by virtue of the major domo of Major League Wrestling, Court Bauer. He was allowed to do the main event. Major domo. Yeah, so, uh, so, but otherwise, I, he's, me, he's me, actually, and, me and Joe did the undercard and then brought Tony in the main event announcer. There you go. 
Oh, Quartz, actually, the uh, Chadsworth Osborne Jr. of uh, <laughs> the new age, new wave of wrestling. Hey, there, hey, there, uh, I'll talk about that deal. You know, the MLW is doing, a, they're doing, they're producing a show, and I give them credit for trying to create opportunities for themselves and the talent and the fans. And that's pretty essentially what any promotion should try to do, just create those great opportunities for viewing or for going to a live event, for enjoying the product, whatever it may be. Uh, I have, I, I don't know if I get, I don't think I get B in sports on my cable. Uh, but I'm happy that these guys got work. You know, you remember Dan Bynum? Good old oh, Dan absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, Danny. Dan goes all the way back to WCW days. Yeah. We were, we worked together in ring of honor. So Danny Bob is you know in the truck, and so that gives Danny Bob a job. So that's just an illustration, but that's kind of where I'm coming from with all these companies. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to piss on any of their uh, opportunities. I hope they all do well. You know, me and you got to live our dream in our era, and we're still getting to touch on that era because the era was so strong and the business is so strong in many ways that older people like me, I'll exclude you because you're much younger than I is uh the fact that there's still opportunities for our ass and i'm not gonna i don't i don't wrestle i don't take no bumps you know i don't even want i don't want to get in the ring to do nothing well I'm not I was do- about, you you have to worry about taking bumps uh at at, at dinner and barbecues yeah after 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 gorging myself with alcohol which may or may not be true folks by the way uh give so or take anyway, a or two yeah I, I i'm happy for those guys and you know it's funny uh, I used I was Tony and I kept up pretty good, uh, and with each other because we, we were friends and you know we had a common. Uh, he's a big college football fan, SMI, and then ironically, last January January in the Rose Bowl, his Georgia Bulldogs beat my Oklahoma Sooners in overtime to eliminate the Sooners from the uh, national championship. So we we keep in contact. But he never expressed or never showed me any desire, Corny, that he wanted to talk about wrestling back in those days. Now it's he's 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 got he's back in the water. He's being baptized. He's giving rebaptized. He's being immersed, and and now he's hooked up with Conrad Thompson, and I think that's been good for him because he's staying busy. He's doing all kinds of little gigs. He's got that well, thing. He, with, he's he's had sixteen jobs anyway to begin with. When I saw him at the Charlotte reunion first time in forever a couple years ago, he's like, "Well, I do this and I do that, and I'm down at the football thing." And I'm like, "I said, when do you sleep?" <laughs> he's, he's well, it gives him a chance to to get out get out of the house, you know. All right. Well, he's uh, I, next time you see him, you ask him if getting out of the house has anything to do with blue chew. Blue chew is the. Uh, uh, new product that uh, I advertise here on my show, and other guys do as well. It's since all the trademarks expired on Viagra and Cialis. Oh, I, I was this, not aware of this development. Yes, sir. Tell me more. Uh, I, I'll send you some. It's Blue Chew, and uh, it will uh, put lead in your pencil. You just got to make sure you got somebody to write to. But it will really works. It really works. And uh, so, the so only reason I say that about Tony is that. Every now and then, he'll just have some random tweet about Blue Chew. And, and now he's excited about taking his Blue Chew later or something like that. So I, he's a great spokesman for that. Maybe brand. that what he was he was talking while we were in Nashville. He was talking about the Chattanooga Blue Chew. So possibly that, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That could, could be. Or I said, like pardon that. me, Tony. Is that the yeah. Chattanooga Blue Chew? <laughs> 
Oh, God. Right on time. Uh, track 49, probably. Uh, so, can I the, give you a shine? <laughs> <laughs> I'll polish your knob. <laughs> now, see where the show's going. We can't. All right, that. we've just gone. Yeah, all right. We can't have that. Uh, producer Ted, he's a very religious young man and uh, a millennial, but, well, never mind. He can't. That's oxymoronic. You can't be a very religious young man and be a millennial because they got no, well, you know, they got no character. Ted has a lot of character. I suppose on my team. Corny, uh, you're just great as always, man. Uh, at the Jim you just Cornette. say that because it's true. I know. Uh, I, I got the copy earlier today. I memorized it. <laughs> uh, uh, the Jim at the Jim Cornette on Twitter. Uh, JimCornette.com. It's a great website. You guys check it out. Uh, it's a free site. And you can get some great gift ideas. You can see some of the memorabilia that Corny's got. Uh, he's got. There's nobody got a better collection in in the pro wrestling world than than Corny. That I, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some crazy, uh, you know, basement uh, nerdy marks out there somewhere, like I was when I was a kid. But I didn't have actually. A basement. Actually, there's there's a, a Bolivian a member of Bolivian royalty <laughs> that has a larger collection. But uh, and also at my site, you can read my Fighting Spirit magazine columns, which is a ton of wrestling history and some commentary on everything that's wrong with the world today. You're ubiquitous. Uh, but we encourage you to visit all those things, and I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to visit your program again. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you being here. Uh, uh, I, I'm uh, your your wisdom is. Uh, it's very sound. It always has been. I've always been impressed with it. You're like me sometimes in a sense that sometimes our presentation skills can be a little <laughs> rocky. <laughs> but for those that I, I speak your language, I know what you mean and what you're saying. But you just have a very unique way of positioning things. That's why folks should listen to the Jim Cornette Experience on Thursdays, a great podcast. And then uh, the drive throughs on Mondays, right? That is correct, and that way you only have to go three and a half days without more of Cornette for the Cult of Cornette members that get the Joneses. There you go. The heebie-jeebies. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're also humanitarian, folks, as you can tell. He's taking care of you out there. So, as uh, a matter check of fact, the- I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a little charity work this afternoon also. Uh, as soon as we get finished recording this, I'm going to go out and start a halfway house for girls that won't go all the way. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, let me know how that works out. Maybe you'll franchise it. <laughs> So that's good. All right, buddy. Listen, have a have a. I don't know what we're how we're going here. Uh, we shot our load. We're done. We I, got the. Fin- we got I, the had finish. A, I had a I had a line, but it might get kicked you off. Get, get you kicked off of Westwood One. So I'll just bow out. Let well, you do the close. Instead of going out when we had the audience right in the palm of our hand, <laughs> as high as we can get the son of a bitches, we thought we had to add two or three more spots. Two or three more spots, and we just shit, shit the in. and we just shit the bed. That's what we did. Well, listen. Uh, best of the misses. I'm sure we'll be talking somewhere during the holidays. It, it won't be early in the morning and it won't be late at night, but somewhere during the holidays, uh, I might uh, uh, not knock on your door. I might give you a call, see how things are going. <laughs> okay, well, if you do knock on my door, I'm going to be surprised because we live 800 miles apart. But I love you, JR. And Merry I- Christmas to the Ross Report faithful out there. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, uh, take care of yourself, and thanks for jumping on with us. Thank you. I always enjoy talking to the irascible. Is that a word? Irascible? I think it is. Uh, Jim Cornette. Unpredictable. In a good mood today, wasn't he? Uh, and we'll have more with Jim Cornette in a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot more, as a matter of fact, on some topics that I think you'll be very uh, intrigued to hear from. Uh, 
the Louisville Lit. Brilliant guy. It's like, but you know, it's, we, he and I have talked about this. Aon as guilty as he is. I think uh, he has so much to offer, but he will tell you that sometimes his presentation skills uh, body slam his communication skills. I love him. If I had a company and I could get him on it, he'd be on it. He'd be in it. There's things he can do that, from a teaching and producing standpoint, that other guys just don't have the skills to do. But anyway, more on Corny in a couple of weeks. Uh, and this show is going by fast. This is a packed show, big time show. Um, appreciate you guys subscribing to our show on, well, like I said earlier, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, your podcasts. A uh, new show drops every Wednesday, as you know. We appreciate all the five-star ratings. Uh, we need 116 to get to our goal at the end of the year of 1,750. We all, we had a goal of 1,500, and we, we hit that. So now we're trying to get reset your goals. And don't find, I don't want to find myself lounging around my fat ass in a comfort zone. I ain't going to help nobody. So we need those uh, five-star ratings. A Madden 0408 says, awesome interviews and great stories. A must-listen if you're a wrestling fan. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Jay Classic 87 says, since reading your book and learning of the passing of Jan, not only do you bring the Slobberknocker audio, but you also set the bar on living life. Very nice. Appreciate that. I'm grateful for everything you teach me about loving people and giving back to my community. Wow. Good tears in my eyes. I can't wait to thank you in person. Keep up the great content. J Classic 87. Nice words. The Art of Noises says, along with his five-star rating, amazing show, guests are fantastic, and JR is a true goat. You know, I first heard that you're a goat, JR. What do you, what do you mean? What are you, why are you insulting me? I didn't know that goat suits for greatest of all time. Subjective deal, buddy. Subjective deal. So uh, that's going to bring us down here to uh, the end of the show. Really fun show today. I'm, I'm sentimental. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not melancholy today, but you know, it's the holiday season. And like I said, I, I'm thinking about my wife a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I told my buddies today over, over a Moscow Mule that I looked in the sky, as I shared with you guys earlier, and I could swear I saw my wife looking at me behind a cloud. Sounds spooky. Oh, JR's he's on the shit again, <laughs> whatever that may be. But, you know, I, I just, it's a, it's, a, it's a very emotional time for me. But it's a good time. And I'm so blessed. So many friends, so many, we've got you guys. Our show's growing exponentially. It's so wonderful. Very, 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 very blessed, very lucky. As I said earlier, our new show drops every Wednesday. Uh, I'm on Twitter at JRSBBQ. On Facebook and Instagram at Jim Ross BBQ, and uh, next week uh, Christmas is on Tuesday, as you know. Every year it's on December twenty fifth. And uh, I've said this before. I appreciate you guys using some of our products. Restocked at www.shop.com, prodestantees.com. Slash Jim Ross has our shirts. Uh, Ingalls Markets has shelfuls of our products. Great stocking stuffers. And so we appreciate your business in that respect and are grateful for it. 
Next week, uh, we've got a special program. I, I'm really anxious to hear this, uh, how this works out, because producer Ted uh, had us record the uh, JR and the King show in Cleveland at Hilarities uh, about two weeks ago now. And uh, so that show will be comprised next week's The Jim Ross Report. So you'll get to hear uh, how we conduct ourselves or don't at our shows. And uh, your, the Q&As are there. We, you know, you get the Q&As, a little bit of banter with Jerry and I, some storytelling. I think you're going to like it, uh, but it's new. And we're working without a net there. You know, we just... I didn't even remember after we started the show that we were taping, to be honest with you. I just, it's just, we just had fun. So that's going to be next week's show. It'll drop on Wednesday as always. So if you check it out, tell your friends about it. If they haven't listened to one of our shows in a long time, that might be an interesting to, to, to jump back in with. We'll see. So that's next week on the show. The only thing we need is you. We need you here next week. So, uh, and that makes everything wonderful. So uh, I will tell you that uh, our tomorrows are never guaranteed. Continue to count your blessings. This is the season to do nice things for people. Because in this season, you will get so much, so much love returned and so much respect. So much people will be so thankful that you thought about them, that you did something good for them. Because in turn, it'll come back to you tenfold. You'd be that happy. So try to try that. Try that. This is the season. And so until next week, I'm going to get my ass off this uh, stool. I'm going to go out there and get in that black old Escalade, head south toward Norman. And so until next week, with a very special program for Cleveland, I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross saying, so long, everybody. The Westwood One Podcast Network, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. You know, my my view of the company, I mean, I really looked at it as a member of my family. I felt that close to WCW. It was, I wasn't doing it for the money. I could have negotiated a much, much better deal for myself in 96 or 97 than I did because I wasn't doing it for the money. 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. Free, free. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.